Hi, welcome to episode 530 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I have been exposed to cosmic rays again. Today is Fantastic Four 530, dated October 2005. Truth in Flight by J. Michael Straczynski and Mike McCone. Well, I failed in my attempt to do 10 podcasts in 10 days. Thanks to Podbean space restrictions, one of the reasons the podcast is so short, I have a free account. Well, I did succeed in recording 10 podcasts in 10 days, so that's something. It is July 10th now. I just can't post this until my monthly space usage resets. So on to the issue, and it begins with the Fantastic Four in their rocket, in space, in orbit around Earth, getting bombarded with cosmic rays again. Reed has this crazy notion that the cosmic rays are some form of communication from a distant, intelligent alien life form. He thinks by going back up to this most recent configuration of the same cosmic ray bombardment that gave them their powers, they'll be sending a message to this intelligent being from across the universe. And right now, they're shaking and shimmying and still waiting for a response. Reed finally picks up something. It's an energy surge riding in on the cosmic rays, using them like a carrier signal. Oh great, that's exciting. And then everything goes dark, and Ben asks, Where'd the cosmic rays go? And then, a really odd bit of dialogue, with Reed saying, Remember that bit about the parting of the Red Sea? Ben replies, Yeah? And Reed replies, Same deal, they got out of the way. Ben asks, Out of the way of what? And outside the ship, there's a big ball of energy flying toward and hitting the ship. So I don't understand the reference to the Red Sea. So the cosmic rays are like the water? And the big ball of energy is like Moses? Is that how it's supposed to work? It's a very, very weak comparison. The energy knocks out their power and knocks them out of orbit. The ship is spinning around and they can't do shit. Ben looks back and sees a pair of glowing eyes in the back of the ship. Glowing eyes in the dark are never a good thing. Always scary. Always scary. It could be it could be like Bob Barker standing there in the dark with glowing eyes, and it would still scare the shit out of you. Reed tells Sue to put up a force field around the ship so they don't burn up in the atmosphere. As and as they get lower, he tells Johnny to fly out of the airlock and get ready for his signal. This leaves Ben in the back of the ship with that glowing eyed creature. So Parcheesi? Ben asks. Uh, Parcheesi is fun. If I turn the page and Ben is playing Parcheesi with the creature, I will not be surprised. Reed has Sue open a hole in the force field so that Johnny can shoot flames out it and act as a retro blast to reduce the speed of the ship. The ship continues to speed toward the ground, with Ben talking to the still unseen creature, saying, Don't you think it's odd that I'm not weirded out that you're here? Whoever, whatever you are. The ship finally lands on the ground and breaks apart, and the members of the Fantastic Four, all alive, climb up out of the wreckage. Ben is picking up parts of the ship looking around, and Johnny asks, What are you looking at? And he sees it. Um, Reed, I think you better have a look at this. 
And on the next page, we see the creature with glowing blue eyes. He's like 20 or 30 feet tall, black, but his body's like the void of space where you can see stars and stuff. Kind of like the cosmic being Eternity. He definitely does not look friendly. Looks like the kind of guy that would cheat at Parcheesi. Reed says they need to figure out some way to talk to him, a common language. At the same time, people start shooting at the FF. Johnny flies up and sees that a group of U.S. Army soldiers have surrounded them. It seems they have landed on an army base in the desert. And the guy in command says that Reed Richards is wanted in connection with a sabotage investigation. But the army guy shuts up when he sees Reed and Sue walk over with that big space creature. The army guy tells the FF and the space monster to stop moving or they'll shoot. But one soldier slips on a rock and accidentally fires his gun and hits the alien. Hey, black alien lives matter. That's not cool. The alien heals up the bullet wound on his shoulder and he turns and he zaps the soldier, disintegrating him. I don't think that's gonna go over too well with anybody. Sue puts up a force field as all the other soldiers open fire on the group. And then the alien starts zapping more soldiers, seemingly killing them too, much to the horror of Reed and Sue, who no longer want to play nice with Mr. Creepy Alien Dude. Ben somehow knows that the alien didn't kill those soldiers, he just teleported them somewhere else. Looks like they're in the middle of some kind of arctic tundra. If they're not dead now, they'll die soon in a place like that. Ben says the creature told him telepathically. Reed calms down and says he understands, but he doesn't think the army troops will. Next, the creature teleports himself and the FF away, and they reappear back in the Baxter building, or I assume it's the Baxter building. It's another room I've never seen before. It looks like a ballroom lined with the books. A great room for dancing and reading, but not at the same time. Reed tells Sue to go and see if she can find out about those missing soldiers. Ben tells Reed that the strain of teleporting took a lot out of the creature, and then the creature says, telepathically, almost more than I could bear. Reed asks, who are you, and what are you doing in Ben's mind? The creature replies, for as long as I have been alone, it was right and fitting that I should connect with one who is also alone, so alone. So basically, this entire cosmic ray bombardment of Earth was just an intergalactic grinder message. He begins to tell his story. He came from a world very futuristic, lots of big buildings, not a lot of windows. He was a scientist on a world where there were leaders who said that there were some things that people were not meant to know. His people were very human-looking, only with big giant gaps between their noses and mouths. They could grow some really awesome mustaches if they tried. So he was doing a lot of research learning a lot of stuff that no one else knew, and he decided to share his knowledge with the world. But on that world, people did not want knowledge. They did not want the truth. They didn't want to hear true things that make them uncomfortable. They want to hear untrue things that make them feel good. I'm so glad I don't live in a world like that. Oh, wait. So the people turned into an angry mob, and then... As he was messing around with his equipment, the angry mob that was chasing him attacked the equipment at the very moment that he was touching the mind of the universe, and that turned him into a big spacey cosmic monster that we all know and love today. Okay, know and love is too strong. So he fled his world and traveled the universe, trying to find others who believe in searching for the ultimate, final truth. 
and that led him to the Fantastic Four. Sue returns and confirms that the missing soldiers have been found, alive and well, but cold. The alien goes on to say that he continues to be tracked by people from his world, who are on a crusade to, to prevent him from sharing his knowledge with others. Um, Reed, you'd better have a look at this, Johnny says again. And they look out the window and see a giant spaceship over the city. And the alien says that he doesn't have much time to tell them what he knows. Because soon, they'll all be dead. Oh great, once again, an alien menace threatens New York. Simply for the very reason that Reed Richards has decided to put his headquarters there. And that is the end of the issue to be continued next time. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. You can download other episodes of iTunes or at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. She liked to push me and talk me back down till I believe. I was a crazy one, and in a way, I guess.